Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkouts. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, yeah. exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work. We'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. <laughs> Every single day. Love the liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? I would say double. I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross. Patterson Revolution! Brought to you by BlackRifleCoffee.com Speaking of a father, a father of Papa, Papa... Papa Umao. Papa Jabe's busted out that <laughs> reference in the car <laughs> this morning on the way over to the studio. And I don't I, I'm gonna be honest. You were a nineties queen. <laughs> but that you 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 took it back to the fifties, maybe? Is uh, it like, was just I don't know what, what triggered it, but because I I, 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 I I quarterback I armchair quarterback you from the from the passenger seat and say, "Hey, can you can you go pop pop a left? Can you pop? Can you can you pop up? Just just pop up yeah, to the pop intersection. Pop into that other lane or like whatever. Yeah, it's pop, super not. It's pop. Just pop up. Just pop up. It's into really the, into the helpful lane. and not annoying. And, and you you go. Oh, you want you want me to pop? You want to pop on up there? You want to pop up? Pop up? Pop up? And I was like, oh boy. <laughs> what I was saying to you too is that like what makes me laugh harder than anything is like really cringe-worthy humor. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. And Where as I'm doing it, I feel sure. uncomfortable. Sure. I like don't like doing it, but it makes me laugh. To be real. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that you, one. You really do love and it. And thinking about Sex in the City and that song is so cringy to me. Sure. That it makes me laugh. Because you're like, and for the audience at home, <laughs> your motion sickness now that <laughs> has escalated to the point of that you have to drive places now. Yeah. Incapacity. Yeah. Because you can't. Why being why a, can't you sit in the passenger being seat? Being a passenger, anymore? um, I'm look. I'm, everyone, I'm, I'm fine with it because that means I get to drink more when I'm out. Right, but, but um, everyone that has motion sickness knows this. 
is that when you're in control, like, do you remember when we were uh, doing those MIGs? Yeah. Driving the, the airplanes or whatever. Flying them, yeah. Flying them. Driving them in the air. Sure. That's what you call it, yeah. right? Flying air them. driving? Yeah. So we were air driving the planes. Yes. And the guy said, if you get sick, you take the controls. So if if you feel like you're going to puke, really? he lets you take the control uh, and then you can. So I think he asked you and you said, no, I don't get sick. I'm cool. Yeah, yeah I don't. Um, But with me, he said that because I was like, I get a little bit sick, whatever. I don't think I told you guys, but once I was in the pit cockpit or whatever, I was yeah. like, hey, man, they don't know, but I might puke, you know? Oh, um, and so, so you, you knew before you before that's. We flew yeah. those MIGs. By yes. the way, we flew we flew MIGs in uh, 50K and a Call Girl. Right. In a movie that we did where we had to do all kinds of things that I, um, w- that made me really, really sick. So you had motion sickness before that movie? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. I didn't Not know that. Not to a degree where I couldn't be a passenger, but I didn't like, know that. Okay. if it was hardcore shit, like, sure. I would get sick. So, yeah, it's a thing of like when you take the controls, it's. Got it. It's a thing where like you know when the break is coming or you know how to do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah Your yeah, passenger's yeah. just like huh, huh, like okay. every break, every turn, it's like you don't know what's happening. Right. And it's like a disorientation. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's gotten worse as I've gotten older, so whatever. Yeah. Because cause my my whole thing is like you you seeing the road and like movement between the cars of like just go. We can we can go. Like get, can you and that's the tough things for me, where it's just like those those moves I make on my own, those maneuvers I make on my own. Um, you ever seen the movie Drive with Ryan Gosling? Um, yeah, yes, that's yes. that's how I feel behind the wheel. Oh, okay. You know, I yeah. feel like uh, I feel like people would roll down the window and just say, "Hey, what what do you do?" And, and right. I just would look at them and I'm, I, dri- I, drive. I drive. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. now I don't drive because you have to take you you have to take control of the wheel <laughs> to control your motion sickness sure and, and you know uh, again not to brag that's just a little thing about me absolutely that makes me special and great i don't think anybody would take that as bragging um for the record <laughs> not to brag i sweat a lot as well yeah okay <laughs> not to brag you shouldn't brag about having such a special lady yeah yeah you know with special needs and fun little things that you get to deal with yeah you know uh, it's gonna be a blast so, forever you sure know? sure in sickness and health <laughs> in motion sickness and health yeah yeah, I, yeah. i'm gonna start we got a big show today but I, before we get into the sponsors i want to i want to rant on something that i am is just fucking in my goddamn crawl like it is really aggravating to me and i'm like i find myself responding to people that i don't would never necessarily respond to ever ever um i'm a, a ch- like I, out of all the social media outlets facebook instagram and twitter i i enjoy here is the order for me that i enjoy them in instagram first mm-hmm. why because nothing's political nothing is I, i'm not hearing politics from my my friends or people i follow uh, I like to follow meme accounts and fucking ridiculous shit, drunk people doing things, fraternity accounts, like, right. like Barstool. Like, I, I enjoy Instagram the most. Okay. Um, because I, I don't, rarely is there anything super political. Um, mm-hmm. Unless it's like Rappaport or something. Sure. Um, which even then, I don't care because you can scroll past it pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. I follow enough people. Whatever. Yeah, so that, that it's great. Um, number two is Facebook. Um, Facebook, mm-hmm. I enjoy because it's, uh, you know, th- there's occasional funny posts. There's subgroups that I belong to 
sports wise and and others that uh, I'm like, all right, cool. Like uh, enough is filled up in my feed that I don't see too many or I've gotten rid of them. Um, I don't see too many political posts in my feed, right? Um, third is Twitter because Twitter to me is hell, it's hell on earth. Right. Every single person is absolutely miserable on Twitter. I go to it all the time because it's the fastest news source there is. Like for breaking news or something that is happening right now in the world, I go to Twitter a lot because they, they have it first. Um, either somebody's there on the scene mm-hmm. um, or the, the reports have come in and enough people have tagged it. And it's just like it moves up the charts and they're, you know, whatever the top stories are in the United States, you get them the fastest. Therefore, I check that first over everything else um, to see what's going on in the world. However, they have an algorithm on Twitter that shows you people that you don't follow for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm an actor, uh, have been for, for years. I have one of those verified blue check marks that means you're fucking important, um, right? Mm. I'm not saying this to, to brag. I'm saying this because w- once that happened, um, now the only people that it will show me on my feed because they've, they've switched up the algorithm are other actors um, who post political shit all fucking day and night long people that i would never follow in a million years um barbara streisand mm-hmm. pops up first for me on on, on my wow. algorithm yeah how'd they get that so wrong but and my my thing so like i finally every single day she posts like three does the algorithm is it meant to kind of start fights i think so and this is <laughs> this is my rant and oh, I, I don't oh, understand okay. why because so the Here's here's the order that it goes in for me. And, and I'm just going to go top four. Barbara Streisand, every single tweet, every single day about... And, and all, all she does is tweet about the president all day long. Sure. that That is the first in my algorithm for some reason. Number two is Bette Midler. Huh. Yeah. So finally, between the two of them, I put a post up that just said, Dear Twitter, I don't know what you've done with this algorithm, but if you think that I'm a Democrat in her early 70s who's longing for a closer fabric store that you've got the wrong fucking person (laughs) and it like that tweet blew up but it's the truth and i i think it's happening to other people but i don't i don't know that's Mm -hmm. why i want to get this fucking rant out into the world so that that's two number three is mark ruffalo right you know i don't like mark ruffalo i know sadly Sadly, I have He's to just deal with the that. most boring person sure, on the fucking planet. Sure. Had a tumor, had a brain tumor, had it taken out. I, I don't. I, I, and I look. He's alive, and he's great. <laughs> and carry fuck, on, fucking though. a tumor. Carry on. T- tumor. Carry on. Um, and, and number four is Chris Evans. I, I don't know why it's Chris Evans. What's wrong with him? But political oh, saying okay. where, where it's just like I, I don't I don't I don't care. Like, I just, I don't care. I don't post very many political posts mm-hmm. um, simply for the fact of I, I'm, I, I'm aware that people have 50% of the, the population voted for somebody else and, and vice versa. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I'll talk about it on my show because it's my podcast and, and you, you have, have a choice. Listen, yeah. Yes, you have a choice to listen to it or not listen to it. On Facebook, when you're friends with a gajillion people, that post is going everywhere and people are going to see it no matter what and, you know. You have a choice whether or not to post that. Like, if if I post something political, it's usually because somebody's insulted a politician or 
something like that that I, I don't like where it's like I, I remember I think the last political post I posted was uh, when those fucking assholes from Hamilton got on stage and chided President yeah. or Vice President Pence for being in the audience mm-hmm. and what he can do and started lecturing him from the stage. Motherfucker, that's an elected official. I, right. I don't I don't want to see it happen. I don't want to see it happen to Obama. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see it happen to Trump. I don't want to see it happen to anybody. Like, mm-hmm. don't fucking do that shit across the board. So I get that's that's about all I will I would say on social media. Okay. Um, but with with these recent posts that I keep following, I, I, seeing them day after day, like, and I I guess somebody wrote in and was just like, dude, y- y- you have to block them. You have to go in and, and block them which is what I'm going to do now, tomorrow. Um, but this post from Mark Ruffalo last night, like right before I was going to go to bed, I was checking on this other news story and just kind of uh, seeing what everybody's views are and opinions. And it's something we're going to talk about after the sponsors. So I'm just trying to gather facts for today's show. And then this fucking another post pops up from Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. And it said, I'm going to just gonna read it verbatim. Mark Ruffalo, uh, I am in Paris. I have not had one conversation where I am not asked what has happened to America. All lament that America can no longer be seen as a beacon of democracy. All in shock. Um, fuck off, <laughs> Mark Ruffalo. I, I like. I, I want to say when you, whenever you start off, that's a goopy. That's a goopy post. Oh yeah. Post. That's whenever a, your... you start off a, a post like that with a humble brag of "I'm mm-hmm. in Paris." Mm-hmm. I am in Paris right now. You're automatically just looking at everybody else saying, I'm fucking better than you. You know, like. Well, your experiences are not universal. No. And you are so delusional yeah. that you think that they are. Yeah. Um, and by posting that, it's saying, oh, I'm in Paris right now. And people in Paris, the Parisians are really mad about what's happening in America. That's not the, that's not, who cares? Exactly. So I, 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 thought, I thought to myself, all right, what is, what is something that fucking bougie that I could respond to Mark Ruffalo's tweet with mm-hmm. um, to him directly, kind of pointing out what a fucking asshole he is. Sure. Um, so I just wrote last night and this ended up like crushing today um, at a dinner party in New York. No one can believe that one of our most gifted American actors, Mark Ruffalo is only playing the Hulk now all in shock. <laughs> Um, everybody was all just like, lament, yeah, all in shock. Yeah. And everybody was like, you're that's, that's genius or whatever. It's not that I was like intentionally doing it to be genius. It's just a slight on Mark Ruffalo of like, what the fuck, bro? What buddy? Um, and I just, I, I don't understand why every celebrity, the, and by the way, the worst, the worst part. Oh, uh, number five is Alyssa Milano. Oh, she's the fifth one on my top five, uh, news things. Uh, six is Anna Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know because I see these fucking people all goddamn day long. Right. Anna Kendrick is great on Twitter, by the way. Right. Uh, fucking awesome. Constantly hilarious. Um, I don't know if she writes, but she probably should for mm-hmm. write her own movie mm-hmm. um, because she's really fucking funny and very self-depreciating and she's rad. And I know nothing. I know nothing about her. Never met her. Nothing. And uh, I, I am a Anna Kendrick fan just because she is hilarious on Twitter. Um but with Alyssa Milano, you want to talk about crushing dreams. This was my childhood crush growing up. We know. Who's the boss? All that shit. Um, I, I hate her so much with such a deep passion now that it's like it ruined everything. From, ruined from your childhood. Ch- all of it. 
all of it now. It's where all I'm just gone. Like, it's oh, sullied. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Um, she posts literally about the president, I would say 10 to 12 times a day. 10 to 12 times a day. Uh, along with the other retweets of every other I hate Republican fucking articles. Um, and I was like, man, how could she have any followers up to this? Like I, I looked her up. She has like 4 million followers. Mm. Um, and I, and I looked it up and it, and it said she has a disclaimer, I guess if you want to call it that on the top of her Twitter that says, um, my, my beliefs are my own. And if you want to follow my career, go to Facebook, go to Facebook is where you can follow my career. This is for my passion or who I am in real life. And I'm just like, oh, my God. It, not only are you a, a horrible human being, um, but then on top of it, you're telling everyone, hey, here's how important I am. That mm-hmm. My beliefs need their own social media. Right. And that's going to be on Twitter. Now, if you want to follow anything about my career, go to Facebook where you can feel safe again. Like, right. Uh, what a what a fucking asshole mm-hmm. like who does that hey guys if you want to fucking do this do this there yeah. but the other place i'm doing this there um and i'm talking like here's how miserable she is i she posted about the president um being in mar-a-lago on on christmas day like six tweets about it like she's got kids i think mm-hmm. two or three kids she took time out of her Christmas day to to go to Twitter and 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 write about the pre- and you're just like oh man, uh, and, but but the other part of that brings me so much joy inside that it's like oh my god your life is ruined like yeah. this has consumed you so much you. that you can't even enjoy Christmas day with your family. Um, you're just pissed yeah. all the time. All, all the time, just angry about it and like you're alienating all kinds of people that like come over. You like have to talk to them about it. Well, here's the thing. She lives in Los Angeles. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, it's Calabasas. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's where most of them went. Um, most of the people, actor-wise, who blew up and made so much fucking money that they don't have to take meetings at the studios anymore or go down to Fox, which is in Santa Monica and all that shit, which is a fucking drive, don't live there anymore. And they, they mostly live in Calabasas, and you can attest to this. Yes. Um, she is at a point financially uh, with with not just the the show, the show she did because Charmed was a massive moneymaker. Who's the Boss was obviously a massive moneymaker um, and all the shit she did in between. But she created all of those female jerseys mm-hmm. that you see in every NBA, MLB stadium. Like she was the one who did that. She sudden, She magically convinced the hardest leagues to convince that they needed female jerseys for women. So they would fit better. That's her company. That was her brand. She's made a gajillion dollars. Right. Not only that, but she married uh, one of the top agents at CAA. Um, so combined, I, Jesus Christ, I don't know how much money the two of them have. Sure. Uh, but when you live in that bubble of Calabasas it, with all of these other rich celebrities who really don't have to work anymore, like you can just hang out, mm-hmm. take care of your kids, and mm-hmm. that, that's about it. Um, you're talking about this shit all day long. Because you have nothing else to talk about. True. Uh, you're not working. You're not right. really doing anything. Um, so it's just kind of, eh, uh, you know, we have to have this this thing to rally around. And that's that's the only talking point. And I had some friends. You uh, should start watching The Real Housewives. That's what all of us do. I guess. Um, we replace politics with like 
talking but, shit about the housewives. Yeah, but a, <laughs> but but a couple big actor friends of mine. The last time I was in L.A., we, we had a dinner at their house, and they don't give a shit about politics, and uh, you know who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and we were sitting there, and I and I and I said, "You guys are going to set every single day." I only, do, you know, I only do one movie a year now, which is great. Um, uh, but they're going to set every single day doing TV shows and 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 movies that last longer, studio films and stuff like that, where they're there for three or four months. And I was like, "What is it like on a set when you're working with other huge actors? You know, every every single day?" And they're like, "It's fucking brutal. It is fucking brutal. All they want to talk about is is Trump all day long, mm-hmm. and it's like it's like there's nothing else that exists, and you." He goes, you're you're starting to like go and eat like lunch in your trailer and shit because you don't want to talk about it. Not because you don't care about politics. Right. But because you can't sit there and talk about the same subject for four years, let alone if he gets reelected, it's going to be eight. Um, And uh, dude, it's killing conversations and people and everybody's divided and all of this shit. And then I saw this week that California wants to file its own um a new state have you if you did you see this no yeah they, they it's it's called new california <laughs> um if anyone's going to do it it's those fucking crazy fucks yeah so it, it's called new california and sure. it's uh, it's only along the coastline mhm super fucking rich bougie <laughs> the bubble shit exactly so that bubble if you look at the divider line cuz this has been going on all week where they have enough signatures um and legislation has approved this and they've been trying to do this for years but now it's getting kind of more and more real which is scary i i thought maybe this would you know be introduced at some point i guess not not this line go go if you have google go look up the new california that that they're they're proposing right now it is like a, a segment that just only goes down the coast and you're like, all right, so it's like Newport Beach, San Diego, Los Angeles. Like it's it it start it stops in Los Angeles and goes all the way like down the beach beach side. Like, mm-hmm. um, and they want to govern, have their own money, break away from the rest of the states, um, and have have a new state with new taxes, new legislation, new everything. They want to mm-hmm. be the they want to be the fifty first state. And this got introduced this week, um, and. They're 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 in the process of filing succession pepper, uh, papers, um, for from the state to create this new state called New California, and it's it's gained a lot of steam, and uh, it is pure madness to me. Um, not that I didn't think California sh- would split in two, because I I thought eventually it would happen simply because with immigration. There's too many fucking people in that goddamn state, and mm-hmm. you're the state is constantly having lived there for so long. Every year they're up against the budget. And every year they're almost bankrupt. I figured they would split maybe in two of north and south, right? Not just along the rich, exclusive fucking yeah, coastline. Yeah, that's a weird way to split it. Yeah, and but but the thing that I find funny about this is the 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 fact that like all these celebrities and everybody that's railing against you know the the one percent and fucking mm-hmm. things need to be more equal now they want to split and have their own state that is only the rich people so that way they're not paying taxes for the rest of the fucking poor people and immigrants in the fucking states that have illegally come in um and you want to start your own coastline state is what you're saying 
Um, imagine if you could just take the best part out of every state and just break that off because it's like, ah, hey, sure. <laughs> we deserve our own thing and we really don't want to pay yeah. taxes. Yeah. And because uh, the taxes have gotten so fucking high. Um, oh, it's insane. Oh, I mean, insane. I Look, the residual check I got, uh, what was it, Thursday? Mm-hmm. Um, what did they take out? 54? 55 percent or I something it was 60 something i think close to um i want to say fi- yeah 58 maybe yeah. and i was just like there's I, I looked at it and i was just like there's taxes on it no fucking idea what they are mm-hmm. like there's nine sets of california taxes and california specific taxes only and i'm like what the fuck is this like who am i paying for for all of these not 90 you know one was like medicaid someone's like you know but only for california specific and not like federal and it was just like I, what the fuck is going on um, the taxes have escalated so much that, uh, the, the governor there, um, after this, this new succession came out, um, had said he's worried now about rich people fleeing California because they're taxed the most and they don't know how they're going to pay for the rest of their, their budgets and shit. <laughs> so now this new succession thing makes sense. Uh, and if this new California does happen with, with all the celebrities and all of this shit, it's like, if you want to be in that bubble, fine, but just not, don't preach it to the rest of the world on how to live your life or who to vote for because it's fucking bullshit. Right. You're not doing it. Um, and again, like these people pop up on my feet every day. I know way more about these people than I should. I don't fucking follow them. Um, obviously I'm going to block them now, but it's like. Jesus Christ, For just do yourself a favor. Go to Alyssa Milano's feed and, and see how far she's gone off the deep end with, with shit all day long. You would not believe it. Yeah. You would not. You wouldn't believe how believe she it. has the time. Yes. You're like, where do you find. Same with Judd Apatow. Yeah. Where, where, how do you have the time? Yeah. And like, I, I looked, I looked up what, what Judd Apatow's involved in project wise and all that other stuff. I was like. Jesus, where are you fitting in the time where for all of this stuff? Where are you fitting the time to tweet that many times a day? I guess it doesn't take that long, but still. Yeah. You're already on your phone so much for meetings and whatever. Sure. And maybe that's part of it. Sure. And, and you know, you're waiting for something, you're waiting for a call, you fucking go on. You just, yeah. You know. and, and by the way, if, if you're asking me why I look at social media so much, um, two, two reasons. Uh, one, we do, I between our show, which is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Drinking Bros, I do five five shows a week. It's and, essentially part of our job, though. Yes, and and, and I look, we we and write we write the shows. There's bullet points. There's there's all of this stuff. I mean, well, you know, our conversations are completely conversational, but there's bullet points and things we want to talk about that we saw go on, and it's like great. Look, if Judd Apatow had a show, like five a, five days a week, uh, he wouldn't be he wouldn't be tweeting this much. But no, it would be like okay, that's part of your job. That's your stick. So like, if Ben Shapiro fucking tweets that much all the time, it's like he has a show. It's part yes. of his job. Yeah. To be on social media and do that. When you're an actor, parent, whatever, like actor, producer, director as your job, like you don't need to be posting political stuff all the time. Like that's not part of your job. All all day long. And, you know, with the other part about it, with the reason why we use social media is to get the show out to people and and get it out to a bigger audience every day. So it's like there's a lot of posts all all the way around and it's it's part of the gig and I, I don't care about it. Um, but, uh, but I am on it and I do use it every single day. Um, but, but reading these people, you're just like, oh my God, what the fuck is happening? Um, crazy. Yeah. It's just, it's fucking crazy. Sorry to start the fucking show with that, that kind of rant, but, uh, boy, 
I mean, I'm heated, James. I'm I know heated. it. I know it. I know it. I know it. Uh, and we got some sponsors to pay for this whole whole shit to be on there. Um, whole rant wagon. Whole fucking chuck wagon. Chuck, chuck wagon gravy. Meat wagon. Yeah, this old fucking meat box. This old meat stick. <laughs> First and foremost, we got BlackRifleCoffee.com. Uh, they are our chief sponsor for 2018. Um, what's up, Chief? What up, Chief? Um, not only my aunts that they're our sponsor, um, because I, I love their fucking company, but it's also my buddies. Uh, it's also my best friends own that company. Um, Mr. Evan Hafer, Matt Best, and uh, Jared Taylor. Uh, but it's also the best coffee I've I've ever had. Um, I really fucking enjoy it. Uh, I I was never a big coffee guy. Um, I was getting K cups and shit because I like to ground it and pound it uh, and move on about my day. Um, and I was getting shit from like Costco, like those Krispy Kreme K-Cups or whatever the fuck they are. Not only is Black Rifle about $4 cheaper than what you get at Costco, but they deliver it to your house every single month on the same day. So you know when the coffee's coming, which is great. Uh, two of my favorite blends are uh, the Just Black and the Caffeinated as Fuck. Uh, highly, highly recommend them. Uh, also, their apparel is second to none in the game. Um I, I literally wear their hoodies and, and T-shirts and all that shit all the time. And uh, I'm a huge fan of BlackRifleCoffee.com. Uh, go get a subscription of the Month Club. Use the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Um, if you listen to our sister show, Drinking Bros, uh, Drinking Bros is a promo code. It, it, it was, but it only works once. only works once, so you got to use REVOLUTION for 20% off. Um I highly recommend it. Get the subscription. It's it's a fucking life changer. Next up, we've got straightrazors.com. Um, I straight razors is my fucking jam. The, these are the three products that our sponsors actually use every single day. So this shit is easy for me, like as far as describing them. Uh wake up every morning, shave with a straight razor. Um, I love it. It took me a little while to get get used to it. Uh, but once I did, it, it takes off like a day and a half off of shaving for me. Um because the, the shave is so close. They've also got a safety razor that you know looks like your other normal razor. And that'll help get you started and get you used to it. But once you get used to it, holy shit, it's amazing. Uh, they've also got like just the, the, the best like men's products for kind of hygienics uh, on the market. They got shampoo. They got conditioner. They got beard oils, mustache waxes. Uh, the aftershave is number one ranked in the world. Um, smolder that is the fucking jam dude i'm gonna talk about sealing up your pores real quick uh love it and it smells delightful uh also um their their cologne is number one ranked in the world and uh i'm a big big fan of straightrazors.com go get a kit for somebody uh, if you have a birthday or, or any type of um gifting situation coming up buy them a kit that shit's fucking awesome. Go to straightrazors.com. Use the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Next up, we've got strikeforceenergy.com. Strikeforce Energy is the premier energy drink in the biz these days. Um, you can kick the can, kids. You don't need the can anymore. You can get rid of Monster, Red Bull, fucking Kickstart, all that shit. You do not need it anymore. Just get yourself a tasty, tiny little tin pouch. It's 99 cents a piece. Fucking pouches are 99 cents. Um, squeeze it open and it goes into any liquid available like anything uh, Coke Coca-Cola fucking or you can do it with cocaine if you want uh, Coca-Cola uh, wines beers waters LaCroix you name it it's fucking awesome and you're not buying those fucking $3 cans of Monster anymore 
which is great. So uh, you can get rid of those. They got four amazing flavors, original, lemon, orange, and make America grape again. They've also got a 750 milliliter bottle that, that sits on your bar top or countertop. You can just boom, boom, pop a couple squirts in and motherfucking G-O. Go to StrikeForceEnergy.com. They also have a subscription on the Month Club. Type in the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off, and that lasts every single time you order, which is fucking awesome. Um, now, we're, we're into the show now. We're, we got a big one here. Ooh, we got a big one. <laughs> we got a big one. I wish there was an avenue that you and I could go live in like a, some sort of like fucking unbelievable dope ass man cave for like events like the Oscars uh, or these like like football on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I wish we could go and just live stream this. And if you could hear our conversations through this oh, of yeah. me saying fuck you to the TV. So we're recording this in advance. Um, this is fr- Friday because I, I got to get on, on a flight tomorrow to go to Las Vegas um this airs sunday night at 8 p.m mm-hmm. um for for the diehards out there who wonder when our show really drops even though it's monday wednesday friday it comes out the night before at 8 p.m uh est so that way everybody when they wake up in the morning can have it for the for the drives um we're not able to know the outcome of the game on sundays on um, right. this sunday uh we're down to the final four teams uh winners go to the super bowl big deal uh in the, in the nfc we are down to the philadelphia eagles and the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the reason why the, it is a big deal, uh, that game in particular, has nothing to do with the, the the quarterbacks or any star players, because there isn't any. Um, Case Keenum is the quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings, who has been an, an unbelievably unremarkable quarterback for a long time. And... Uh, uh, I, I don't know anybody who gives a shit about Case Keenum. The other guy, now the Philadelphia Eagles were an exciting team. They had, uh, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the league this year in Carson Wentz. But he got torn ACL the, the, the second to the last game of the season, and he's out. So they've, they've had to go with a backup quarterback named Nick Foles, who is absolutely terrible. Um, and you're probably saying to yourself, Russ, eh, maybe that's a little harsh that Nick Foles is fucking awful. No, it's not. Nick Foltz used to be the quarterback of the Eagles about four years ago. He was so awful then that they cut him. Uh, four years later, they needed a backup to go behind their star quarterback, and they were like, eh, Nick Foles knows the system. I guess, you know, he'll, he'll never play. Eh, let's put him on the team. Now, not only is he playing, but he's playing to go to the Super Bowl. He's playing a game to go to the Super Bowl with a team that hated him so much they got rid of him four years ago, and now he's back. Uh, and just as shitty as always, um, last week to get to the Super Bowl, we played. They played the Falcons, my beloved Falcons, who have the worst offensive coordinator in the land, and we lost that game on the last play of the game. Our guy dropped a, a touchdown pass, our best receiver, and uh, Nick Foles is moving on to this title game miraculously. Somehow, this final score was, was fifteen to ten, which is an awful game. It was an awful game to watch, and I'm a I'm a diehard Falcons fan. It was watching two terrible teams play each other to go to the game that's going to the Super Bowl. The reason why this game is a big deal, uh, and the sole reason, is Minnesota is playing to go to the Super Bowl that is in Minnesota in their home field. Never in the history of the Super Bowl has the home team that the Super Bowl is being hosted in been able to play 
in their city for the Super Bowl. It's never even happened. Um, that That's the only one thing that makes this game interesting is whether or not Minnesota is going to win and, and truly have home field advantage for a Super Bowl game, which is fucking unheard of. And for that fact, I'm going to watch the game and, and, and root for them just because I, I want to see that happen in my lifetime. Just out of curiosity of what, what would happen in the Super Bowl with a home team playing with their, what, what I, I assume might be home crowd, but maybe not because most of those tickets are corporate sponsored tickets anyways. But there's all the Minnesota stations are saying if they go, people are going to start selling off their shit, boats, ice fishing things to afford these tickets to go and see their beloved team in their home stadium, which I would as well. This happened uh, recently with the college football championship where Georgia was playing for the national championship in Atlanta and tickets were so fucking outrageously expensive that people were selling off everything they could just because they wanted to see Georgia play at home. I mean, it's a, it's a home game. Uh, on the other side, you have the Jacksonville Jaguars playing the New England Patriots. Typically on paper, you would say, oh, man, it's the Patriots are going to steamroll this shitty team from Jacksonville who has the worst quarterback in the NFL, a guy named Blake Bortles, who is just a, a dumpster fire, this guy. Um, but Jacksonville has the best defense in the league. Therefore, they're and, and, and a great rookie running back who's just terrorizing people. Um, if Jacksonville makes this, this Super Bowl, you're going to be able to hear screaming all the way in Los Angeles of NBC executives hanging themselves or killing themselves in a violent fashion. This will be the lowest rated game of Super Bowl history. Not always has been the lowest rated season, but then the Super Bowl on top of it would just be a fucking, uh, that would, you, people are going to be engraving their own tombstones by hand uh, just to save money because everybody's going to kill themselves. But uh, uh, one would think that would never happen. Tom Brady at the helm. It's the Patriots. Ah, Jacksonville's not going to make it. The point spread came out at nine and a half, which is one of the highest point spreads ever in favor of New England, obviously, for the game to go to the Super Bowl. Like that is a massive point spread that you never see. Um, that's how positive every, every, everybody thought that the Patriots are going to go. What happened is the rumor that's going around is that Tom Brady broke his thumb on his throwing hand in practice. Uh, on Wednesday, he is wearing a glove. And Those vegan bones, dude. Exactly. Um, he's wearing a glove. He, he came out to practice and ran, sprinted. They closed it off to the media. He was wearing two gloves over his hands. So you couldn't see what was going on or even which hand it was. And this is for two reasons. I think they don't want to give the opposition they don't want to let the opposition know that Brady's got a fucking broken thumb or whatever's going on. Um, and they also don't know, want the opposition to know which, which hand it is. To maybe think that, hey, uh, maybe it's his non-throwing hand. And, 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 you know, broken thumb wouldn't matter on that hand too mm -hmm. much. Um, but uh, the, the, the backup quarterback for New England Patriots has been getting most of the reps the last couple days. Uh, and they're, they're not saying whether or not Brady's going to be able to start this game. If Tom, I can promise you right now, Tom Brady does not start this game. There is no fucking way New England wins against the best defense in the league. Uh, if Jacksonville goes to the Super Bowl, you're going to have Blake Bortles against either Nick Foles or, or Case Keenum 
The only thing that would be appealing about any one of those would be the Vikings. If you have Nick Foles against Blake Bortles, you are fucked. You are fucked as as far as like pe- getting people to care about the Super Bowl. Uh, I will we'll obviously go and have a party, you know, yeah, or somebody's house or whatever's going to happen. But, right, we uh, just might not be super intently watching into the game. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, we'll be more into the food this year. Boy, if it's <laughs> if it's Jacksonville, Minnesota, because Minnesota's got a great defense too. That game could be like fucking seven to three as like a final. Like, I, I, it would be shocking, just absolutely fucking shocking. Um. If Brady does have a broken thumb, the other question becomes they, they traded their backup quarterback uh, midway through the season who was supposed to be the heir apparent to Brady. Um, I, 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 this team might blow up after this. Like This might be the end of all of it. Because it, it, it came out that the coach did not want to trade this backup quarterback because he was fucking amazing. He went to the 49ers, started the last six games, went 6-0, and crushed everybody. And is looking like the new goddamn Don Juan, and he did it because he did it on the worst team. Um, he's looking like the fucking Don Juan over there, and the the new fucking dude in the league. Um, then you got a four year old quarterback who broke his fucking thumb, might not be able to play, or if he does play, I don't know how you grip a ball and throw it because you that you can't. You could you could probably get off maybe passes under ten yards, which. I, I guess it's possible to win. I, I don't. I don't know. Like I truly don't know what's going to happen. But uh, if if the if if the Patriots don't go down, the rumor is their offensive coordinator is gone. Their defensive coordinator is going is is gone to coach. Both of them are going to be head coaches elsewhere. Uh, I don't know what would keep Belichick there anymore. But uh, we'll see. Uh, so th- therefore. Sunday's games are actually going to end up being kind of fascinating for two reasons that really kind of have nothing to do with with football itself, where you're like, all right, great. I'm watching one game to see if a home team is actually going to play in the Super Bowl. Watching the other game to see if this motherfucker's got a broken hand and can't play. Uh, And if the the worst team of all time is going to make the Super Bowl. Right. I can't remember a team that shitty making the Super Bowl, but like anything's possible. Um, The other thing that this proves to me is uh you got Bortles, Keenum and uh and Nick Foles. That's three out of your four quarterbacks who were playing to go to the Super Bowl, the biggest game of the year to go and play in the Super Bowl. Those three guys are so shitty that the whole Colin Kaepernick needs a job, he needs to be playing on a team thing is now null and void. Um because this is proof three out of the four quarterbacks are not good quarterbacks at all, and they were able to take their team to the Super Bowl. Really didn't need Colin Kaepernick. Right. Apparently, it doesn't fucking matter anymore who your quarterback is. Uh, Three of the four teams have unbelievable defenses. It it, it appears as if you just load up and get a great defense, congratulations, you got a pretty decent shot at the Super Bowl. We don't really give a fuck who that quarterback is. Um, This is the first time in a long time that I can remember it. I think uh, when Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl back in 2001 or 2002 with with uh, Gruden and Sapp, they had a quarterback named Trent Dilfer who was their quarterback, and he was fucking horrific. Uh, but it didn't matter. They had the best defense, and they steamrolled the other team. You could have put anybody back in there. It didn't really fucking matter. Um, the, other, the, other, the only other one I can remember as a kid 
was uh, Doug Williams, the quarterback for the Redskins, when the Redskins won the the, the Super Bowl in like the late '80s. Uh, he wasn't very good. Um, they were a running team, and they had a great defense, and uh, they were able to win. Uh, it wasn't that exciting. Neither neither this Super Bowl, unless it's unless Brady ends up being fine, and they. You know, this was all a fucking ruse because the, the Patriots have done that before where they're trying to throw people off on injuries and all this other shit. If it's all a ruse and it ends up being uh, New England against Minnesota, that specific matchup, people will be, I think, relatively stoked about that. And that will be a, a, de- a decent Super Bowl to watch. Any other combination is terrible, terrible, especially if Minnesota doesn't make it um, because then, oh, God. You're forced to watch Nick Foles be a Super Bowl quarterback. Um, and, and, if the, and if Jacksonville makes it, it is over. It is over. I don't even know how you promote that game or that team, to be honest with you. They're, they're, their fans don't even go to the games. They have trouble filling up half a stadium. The only stadium, the only game, to my knowledge, that was sold out this year was the Buffalo Bills game. And that was only because all the Buffalo Bills fans Bought, bought, bought up half the stadium and drove down and flew from Buffalo, hashtag Bills Mafia, to destroy the place and go see the Bills play for the first time in the playoffs in 20 years. I, they don't have a, I can, I can, look, my parents live, what, an hour south of there? Mm-hmm. They have no fan base whatsoever. I don't know who those fans are. Yeah. Um, I don't even know, like, they're not even going to travel to go to that game. Uh, you know, what, what all 10 of their fans are going to go and travel to see that game? Yeah. Um, I think they have a chance to turn around if they get a good quarterback, but uh, and maybe you know, they get one decent receiver. But I don't know what the excitement is in that game, uh, so it's going to be weird, but kind of interesting to watch on Sunday. So at least you're 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 looking at these games, going, well, let's find out. Let's find out how how shitty this could possibly be. Uh, New England, Minnesota, though, would be all right, um, and and we're going to watch it, but. Uh, yeah, I wish we were live streaming this so we could talk shit during during it and and go through the whole fucking thing. Um but alas, we can't. We cannot. Um the other thing that's been going on that we may or may not have an answer on by by Monday is this release the memo thing that's been going around. Have you heard about this? Mm-mm. Um there there is a there was a memo released to Congress regarding this whole that you know they're in, investigating the um the the Russia thing right now uh for for Trump and the collusion and all, and all this other shit um with that being said they had to investigate everything surrounding this um where this this fake dossier came from and do you, do you know about this dossier Mm-mm. that 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 kind of started this thing where um, it was a fake dossier. Oh yes, yes. A created but where it that, said he like did all this fucking. Said he went crazy to Russia, shit. hired yeah. all these prostitutes yeah, yeah, yeah. to piss on a bed yeah. that Obama used to stay in when he traveled there. Like the entire thing was so ridiculous, and it was, uh, it was, it was founded by this the 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 dossier allegedly had come from this this firm called Fusion GPS. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's like prestige worldwide. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, and, and this, this yes. fusion GPS was funded by, by the Hillary Clinton campaign. And it was to get dirt on, on the candidates. Um, and he, even that, look, I, I'm not going to shit on that because I'm sure, I'm sure Trump 
had a firm to, to hire to, to try pretty to get standard, d- pretty standard for yeah. any, any election. All these people are trying to get dirt on one another. I, I have no doubts that Republicans and Democrats are fucking hiring firms to go and try to scour the earth to find you want to find anything stuff from their past that yes. they had fucking, you know, an abortion, a DUI, a blah, 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 like right. weird divorce, like anything. So here's where this gets tricky now. Um, this dossier was was fake. Um, was was not a real thing, uh, but but they had to invest, investigate it because this was allegedly part of the collusion that that trush that Trump got into with Russia. Um, well, in, in investigating that, they were they found out that this firm was was financed by Hillary Clinton, uh, which again I, I don't have a problem with that. Like you're you're trying to win an election, you're trying to go after dirt on people. Here's where the problem comes in now. She funded this firm. Who created this firm? Created this fake dossier. Now, this fake dossier was given to President Obama at the time during the election, who there, therefore went to uh, the, the the FISA, mm-hmm. uh, the the FISA, to get wiretapping, to wiretap Trump. Yeah, because that that was a way for them to get in to behind the campaign. By using, oh, well, we think we have this, this this communication with Trump and Russia, so therefore we can we can request warrants to wiretap Trump during the campaign. Um, and truthfully, the, the wiretapping is probably just to find out what was going on in the campaign and all of this shit. Yeah, there was an email that was part of this from Hillary Clinton to Donna Brazil, who was the head of the the Democratic National Committee, that just said. If these, if this fucking, and this was in uh, October seventeenth um, of two thousand sixteen, um, which was d- during the election, obviously a month before the election, said if this fucking bastard, this was Hillary Clinton, <laughs> this fucking bastard gets in, they're gonna, you people are gonna be hanging in the streets in Washington, <laughs> um, which again doesn't really surprise me. Like, and I'm not. Sure. We all know Hillary Clinton's a fucking gangster. She's probably had people killed. Bulldog. Not surprising to me. Um, However, if you were using this fake dossier to get illegal wiretapping on a presidential candidate, Mm -hmm. um, because that seemingly that's your only way into wiretap Donald Trump, is that if he had some you know connections to Russia or whatever. If this whole thing was created to 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 get wiretapping against Donald Trump, you're fucked. Like, <laughs> you were you like you're fucked uh, in in two ways. Not only is that obviously like like Watergate type shit, which is which is super illegal. Sure. Um, but you're fucked in the other sense of all right. If if it does come out that you wiretap the shit out of him for. The, the the two months or three months or however long it is leading up to the election and you still couldn't win and you had mm. all the information mm-hmm. that he was using. What what does that look like for your your party um, going forward of like, man, you had a guy who had no political experience whatsoever come out of nowhere, win the presidential election, and he was wiretapped the entire time. So you knew everything that they were doing beforehand, what they were saying. And all their strategies to win the election, and you still couldn't stop that. That that would be mind altering. So with that, there is a memo that came out um, that was released to all of Congress uh, two days ago. 
all of Congress got this mem memo that said, hey guys, so during our investigation, here's what we've uncovered as far as wiretapping has gone with, with, with this FISA organization and, and, and all of this shit. Um, here, here's what you need to know and, and decide how you want to proceed with these hearings going forward. Last night, after this, this memo was read, it was four pages, um, members of Congress voluntarily went out to the press and said, hey guys, and this is people I've never heard of, so it's, it's, it's not like, it's not your usual suspects who go out and make a fucking name for themselves, like fucking Ted Cruz or goddamn uh, Chuck Schumer or Pelosi or, you know, it's none of your big names in this. Um, it's these fucking, like, lower level people that you don't hear of. And, and most of them seem pretty genuine. They went out to the news and just said, you know, cause there was reporters waiting and everything. And they were like, Hey guys, we just got this memo and it's really, really fucking bad. And the, the American people need to see this so we can get this out in the open and just get it done with because some shit went on that, that makes our nation look awful. And, uh, and is, is, is kind of illegal. And, and we don't, we want to change our government and change what's happening in politics. And the only way we can do that is if this gets released to the public and let them know what was going on, what has been going on this entire time, and move forward from that and either get rid of the people who were responsible for this and fire them uh, and possibly have hearings for them to go to jail. Now, again, I don't, I don't know what is in this memo. But for the last two days, this has been the top trending thing of hashtag release the memo. They're saying that this will probably get released uh, by the end of the month. Um, I'm surprised it hasn't leaked now because everything gets leaked nowadays. Um, but allegedly, it, it is so bad that they just want to get it out into the open and get it, get it done with and, uh, and nuke these individuals uh, now I'm fucking curious about it. And if it breaks over the weekend, I'm going to be pissed off about it. <laughs> we won't be able to talk about it. Um, usually things like this, because it's look, we're recording right now. It's, it's noon on a Friday uh, on the East Coast time. Usually really horrific things like this um, get dropped on a Friday night. Like, eh, here's what happens. So we can forget about it. There's, everybody's going to be watching football on Sunday. So you, know, you can forget about this. Wouldn't surprise me if it came out. And the reason I'm saying this to the audience is I want to tell you beforehand in case it does come out, whatever the fuck is in this thing. But like, I haven't heard people come out of Congress in a while and say, hey, we have something so damaging that like we want to give this to you and then just kind of move on with what we're what we should be doing as a government um, from both sides. And uh, I'm super I, I haven't there's nothing out of CNN about this. Uh, I haven't heard uh, there was a kind of a blip on it on Fox News last night, but like uh, nothing really major. And today, today this has gained a lot of steam. Um, and I want to see what this is. Like, I want to know what this is and how bad it is. Uh, and the because the people who have read it are tweeting. Like that, that's another thing about Twitter. As far as news goes, like these congressmen are tweeting. They're not saying what's in it, but they're like, "Hey guys, this is really fucking bad." And like. I, I agree with everybody. We, we should just release this to the public. And, and, and it's strange seeing these politicians go out and tweet things like this, where it's mm -hmm. just like, because it's not, it's not saying one way or the other who it's damaging for. It could be something else. Uh, the speculation is, is that that's what this is. But 
could be something bad for Trump. And either way, they're like, we, we just need to get this fucking out there and get this into the world. And I'm dying to know, James. <laughs> we know you are. I'm dying to fucking know. Um, You're going to keep your ear to the... The grindstone. Sure. Isn't that what they say? Is that what it is? Or is it nose? I think that's the saying. You keep your nose to the... To the... What, uh, what, are, we, what are we keeping uh, it for? I don't know. What are we keeping it for? I'm going to have to check into that one. Uh, but the breaking news, though... Uh, that that has just come in is that Def Leppard has released their entire catalog for streaming for the first time. So <laughs> Shut up. rejoice, people! Um, rejoice! Hard hitting, hard hitting stuff. Early breaking. Rejoice! Yeah. Were you a Def Leppard child mm-hmm. back in? I figured you were. I was, and I actually, ironically, got in like got into it ironically in oh, really? high school, where I was like in my. Uh, my cabriolet convertible, sure. white with cow seats, dice and mm-hmm. dice hanging from the thing, all of that. Of course. And I thought lem- it'd be it'd be funny if I was blasting Poison and Def Leppard because everyone else was into like, you know, yeah, top forty shit. So pour some sugar on me. That's really funny, actually. Um, and then did you get? Did you like the band after that? Where you were like, oh shit. I mean, yeah, they were fun. Now, if they come on, it's like, ah, okay. But it it wasn't like I wasn't um in love with their musical, you know, talents. And I mean, the one armed drummer, uh, pretty. I mean, that. a pretty incredible. crazy story. Yeah, that guy's incredible. When you get into their story, but um, music wise, you know, yeah. and Scorpion too. Oh yeah, Scorpion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scorpions. Um, I saw them. I think it was just Scorpion. I don't think there's an S on the end of that. Are you sure? Eh, I could be wrong. Listen. I could be wrong. Who wants to who wants to look it I'll up? I'll look it up. But uh, Jesse and Ross, look at the internet. And you guys get to listen. <laughs> what? I, I, I just fact checking you is is It's a full time job. It really is. It's a full time job. A producer for the producer. Sure, sure. And I love hearing that kind of stuff. Uh it is an S. It, it is Scorpions. Okay. Well, um, maybe if you just trust me a little bit more, you won't have to work so hard. Yeah, I wasn't a Scorpions fan, though. I, I, like, I, I will say that. That wasn't my... You shouldn't have chimed in. It wasn't my ding-dong jam. <laughs> um, I think the only Scorpions song I got down on was w- w- Wind of Change. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Classic. Yeah. I, I, that was my Classic. only... Classic. <laughs> it was my only Scorpions song that I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, sure, yeah. Sure, 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 sure. Oh, sure, sure, yeah. Sure, 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 sure. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Uh, Def Leppard, though, on the other hand, was a was a. I'm a couple summers o- older than you, and uh, <laughs> just a couple summers. Um, that was that. Uh, I I, I want to say I went to their concert in fifth or sixth grade. Um, oh wow. Yeah, and I liked I liked them. them. Yeah, I liked them. Um, so I as a kid I liked them growing up, but I was uh, as a kid and uh, they put on a fucking hell of a show. And like I went because I I liked them, you know, as a kid. And uh, they put on a fucking kick-ass show. Um, that was back when, like, rock bands were heavy into pyrotechnics. Yes. So, like, shit was blowing up on the stage. Um, uh, These explosions, fireworks. Oh, dangerous stuff. People super getting dangerous. hurt. Like- and they had... You know, fucking, no regulations no, for no anything. Regulation. They had ha- they had the frizzed out hair with the fucking hairspray mm, and the whole shit. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. um, it's it 
it was it was an event like when you went it, it was it was, i mean the, the music was great and they were great they performed they sounded great live great sure. great live band um but you were going for the whole event of like shit was exploding everything else like that um uh the one armed drummer by the way is fucking amazing amazing that guy's incredible the whole thing he plays amazing bare, he plays barefoot too oh yeah you have to I guess, yeah. I guess you got to feel the feel the fucking thing. Uh, but but I remember seeing because my 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 father was a disc jockey um, on the radio, so like he would MC those shows, right? So he'd be the guy on stage saying, "Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Poison. You know, sure. welcome to Molly Crew." Mm-hmm. Um, so I get to see I get to see all of those bands growing up um, backstage, the whole shit. I get to see all of it, and uh, I. I the thing about those shows back in the day, again, there was so much that went into the visual aspect and the performance of it, of blowing shit up. Like, fuck, dude, you want to talk about a show? And I've talked about him as a person because I did a movie with him and, and I get ignored by him afterwards. Tommy Lee, mm-hmm. the drummer of Molly Crew. Sure. When I was a kid and I saw them play, uh, that show whew, was, was nuts, dude. I mean, fucking nuts. Tommy Lee had a... I, I'm, I'm going to call it a contraption because I don't, I don't know what else to call it. A, ca- a cage, I guess. It was a cage around his drum kit. And um, when he did this drum solo, like he did a drum solo in the middle of the concert that was like fucking 18 minutes long. It was gnarly. Um, and they used to, because he, he, he is an awesome drummer. Um, like he's an amazingly talented drummer. For as cheesy as a person he might be. Sure, um, yeah, yeah. He's an amazingly talented drummer. Uh, but back in the seventies, the, 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 the drummers like used to be a big deal, like Keith Moon and those guys. And they would, they would let them do these fucking 15, 18 minute solos in the middle of the show. And that was part of the thing. It also gave the band a break, the rest of the band a break. So they did that in Motley Crue because he was so good. And he changed the game of how do I make this more exciting? So it's not just a guy behind the drums. He built this steel cage around him, around the drum kit and when it came time for his solo, it lifted him up off of the stage and then it moved like a elevator, kind of like, uh, you know, those games, those, yeah, those, yeah, yeah. those claw games the in claw an arcade games, yeah. where you're trying to grab a stuffed animal Can't and then drink Can't it, yeah, it yeah. yeah, drag it over to the thing. That's what this contraption was like. So it, it, it lifted him up above the stadium and then moved him all the way out into the middle of the stadium. Um, and so he could continue the drum solo that wasn't good enough. That wasn't good enough. Once he got to the middle, it spun 360, oh, 360 no. degrees. So he was playing constantly spinning upside down. <laughs> um, no, it was not stupid. It was, <laughs> it was not stupid. Fucking incredible. And he was shirtless all the time. If you, if you hadn't gone to a Motley Crue show and you're wondering, what the fuck? Was he just jacked and he wanted to, to be shirtless all the time? What, what was the deal? That's not the deal. He was sweating so fucking much because that guy was giving in his goddamn all every night. That it, he's too hot to wear a shirt. Sure. It's too hot to wear a shirt for Tommy Lee. And motherfucker, that guy destroyed. I mean, just fucking killed it. Killed it. And when I see that Def Leppard is on fucking streaming now. Wow. Um, you know. Wow. It's it's really come full. So I started thinking about the bands. I started thinking about these these old bands. Like Def Leppard was great in their time. I don't know if they're in the Hall of Fame. Are they in the Hall of Fame? 
Def Leppard? Yeah, and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I would say they, they deserve it. have to be, right? They've had like a gajillion hits. Uh, you know what's entertaining, by the way, is if you go and check out Def Leppard behind the music on uh, VH1. Um, oh, that's what I mean. Their story is, is crazy. 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 I mean, not only with the drummer losing an arm, not, not you know, wondering if he's going to come back, but uh, the rest of their story is just fucking nuts. Um, absolutely nuts. Yeah. I, I, again, I, I don't know if they're in the Hall of Fame that they, they deserve Joe it. Joe Elliott politely refuses. To, to what? Being the Rock politely and Roll Hall of Fame? Politely refuses Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. Was that just him or is that the rest of the band? Okay. Je- oh, Jesse. <laughs> I'm Jesse. sorry. I'm getting lost. I'm getting no, lost. I'm getting it, lost. Forget boy. it. Forget it. We just, we need a savant who's just, it's just keywords on Google, you know? Right, right, it's right. It's just, it, it's all it is. Like the simple question is Def <laughs> I did. Leopard I did. I did. in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Let's see. Um, it, it like it's a simple question. <laughs> simple fucking. Everything that keeps question. coming up is twenty bands snubbed by the Hall of yeah, Fame. Yeah. Ten bands that should be in but aren't in. They're, so they're, they're not in. Yeah, they're not in the, hall, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Easy answer. Uh, one one simple Sorry, question. I got lost in like politely yeah, refusing. Um, pretty you know, um, pretty pretty simple. I I find it funny. Like Journey was in there last year. Um, to me, they're like, they're, they're like a journey band to me. They've had a bunch of hits and, you know, a bunch of... Maybe they're a little bit too kitsch, too like Twisted Sister, too show band and not so much like... Good luck. Go listen to their fucking catalog on streaming and tell them they tell me they don't deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think they I don't deserve. Even, I don't even give a shit what you think about their music. Like, because I'm able to separate it. Um, I'm able to separate uh, the band's and their shittiness for versus hit records. And to me, I go by hits. Like, um, same with fucking NBA players, NFL players, whether or not they deserve to go in the Hall of Fame. They might have been boring. I might not have liked them, their style of play or whatever it is, but numbers are numbers and they deserve to be in. Def Leppard's one of those bands you go back and, and listen to their hits. F- after their first like 10, you'll be like, uh, uh, yes, they deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Perfect case uh, as an example is uh, Chicago. You know I'm a rock doc guy. Mm-hmm. You you know this. Like rock docs are my jam. Murders are yours. Rock documentaries are my jam. I will watch every single one of them. Uh, did I did I talk about the Chicago experience? Your disappointment. Yeah. 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 Yes. Well, not my disappointment. I just. Well, you were just like, what? Ha- I mean, nothing happened. Nothing happened. <laughs> Chica- <laughs> Chicago. So I, I Chicago pops up on Netflix and gotta watch it. Whether you like them or not. I pride myself, and even if I don't know the band that well, I want to watch it and maybe learn about the band, and maybe there's something cool about them. Uh, Tom, Tom Petty. That, that one really changed my view on, on shit, where I was like, God damn, Tom Petty's has a lot of fucking hits. And it was super interesting. And then after that, I was, you know, I respected Tom Petty more, loved Tom Petty more. Like, I, already, I had already liked him, but now I loved him after that. So I was, make, I was like, you know, I've always made fun of Chicago. Like, it's just one of those bands that, you know, they're just named after the city they were from. Sure. And cheese, I was like, cheese. maybe, yeah, cheesy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe I didn't give them a fair shake. I'm going to watch the documentary and see what happened. Um, again, Chicago, they bitch 
all through this documentary about how many hits they have and not being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. At the end of the documentary, they do. They get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Rightfully so. Sure. You go through their catalog. They have a gajillion hits. Did I like one of them? No. No. <laughs> no. I recognize that these are hit songs that you've heard. Everyone has heard these songs at one point in their life. Typically, you're in a dentist chair or an elevator, but you've definitely heard these songs at one point in your life. Um, and then I was like, all right, I, I hate their music. I mean, I fucking hate Chicago. I hate their songs. I hate that style of music. Uh, Peter Cetera, you know, ended up being their front man. And, you know, did I like the Karate Kid song? Sure. Right. I did. I am a man who will fight. For your, your honor. honor, I'll be the hero. You may wait, impo- or whatever the fuck it is. Sure. I, I respected Satara for that. Right. Um, you know, right. because right. it right. was a, a song from a movie, my childhood. Mm-hmm. I got it. You know, I was like, all right, great. Um, but, and, and I was amped when I was like, oh, all right, well, cool. If he was leading Chicago and doing the whole shit, um, maybe there was some other. No snooze fest every fucking song from chicago was a goddamn snooze fest the band itself had 90 members which i didn't know um and they all stayed together for most of the time most of them um nothing they had a they two things happened in this documentary because i'm going to save you from watching this whole fucking thing two things happened that were interesting in this documentary and only two things only they did a, a a a set and their elaborate set on stage that looked like the city of Chicago behind them, behind the band as they played on stage. There was a phone booth um, behind them. And uh, they used to call it the Coke booth because they, they just left a huge pile of cocaine in there. And intermittently throughout the shows, each of them would go back and just rip rails uh, of Coke um, and play, which you would say to yourself, Oh fuck, that's some classic rock star shit. Listen to the music they were playing all jacked up on Coke. And you're like, what? You're playing like soft, smooth jazz to all jacked up on cocaine. What? Yeah. Like Motley Crue getting all fucking hopped up on Yayo and then, you know, playing drums from the fucking ceiling of the arena makes total sense. Those guys were nonstop. Go, 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 girls, girls, girls. It was motorcycles on stage and you got the whole shit. Yeah. Let's do some fucking coke and get get loose. Chicago didn't make any goddamn sense. Um, right. But the Coke phone booth, that was a nice touch. That, that was one 10-second detail that it was just like, all right, cool. It could have gone without seeing this whole fucking documentary. The other one was the, the lead singer who was the true, you know, according to everybody else in the band, the real fucking one who kept the whole thing together in the fucking thread. And the, uh, this guy gets all hopped up on blow um, and, and starts cleaning his guns one night with his buddy, mm-hmm. uh, with his, his other Coke buddy who wasn't in the band, and he looks at him and he goes, hey, man, I don't think this is a good time for you to be cleaning your guns now. I mean, we're pretty messed up on the junk right now. And the guy's like, oh, no, no, no. These are my guns. I know what I'm doing. I'm cleaning my guns right now. It is super important at four in the morning to be cleaning my guns right now. Right. Boom. Gun goes off. One shot. Blows himself away on accident. Dies. Again, the strangest, weirdest death of a lead singer of a band that, that is so uncool. It's the most uncool death for the most uncool band of all time that happened. And 
you know, then you had this guy who just was crying throughout the entire documentary of, oh I, God, I, that I, guy. Jesus Christ, I still haven't gotten over his death. It's 25 fucking years ago. And you've played, they play th- like 280 days out of the year on the road still. Chicago still plays 280 days on the, like, what? Um, And you still haven't gotten over the death? This motherfucker's been in place for 25 years? It was the worst. The goddamn worst. But I'm able to see how people have hits. And I, I have a feeling with Death Le- Leopard and this release of the streaming thing, now people will come out and be like, all right, we should put Death Leopard in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Although the lead singer says he doesn't want it, and then they're going to snub it. I think being snubbed so many times, what do you do? I mean, do you I, go, I oh, thanks, finally? Or do you just refuse and, keep, and you know, keep your pride? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But, uh, you know, JBJ made it. John Bon Jovi's in it. Sure. So uh, why, why not Def Leppard at this point? Um. Is my, uh, you know, I'm assuming Motley Crue's in. Like they deserve it as well. Guns and Roses, Guns and Roses is in. I know that for a fact. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I, I don't know. I, I'd like to see Def Leppard in. Go, go and play some Portion Sugar on me this weekend. Get weird, because I have a feeling these these football games on Sunday are going to be fucking weird. So, uh, go and figure it out. Uh, and that'll lead us to the revolutionary figure of the day, shall we? We shall. The rather revolutionary figure of the day is uh, I'm going to go Peter Paul Cetera on this one. I really am. Um, and you might say to yourself, "Why you hate you hate you hate Peter Cetera?" <laughs> I do. I, I do hate Peter Cetera. But the reason why he is a revolutionary figure to me is this was the guy who was churning out. Uh, he wrote the songs. He wrote a lot of the shits. Um, this is a guy who was in this documentary is written off like a thousand times. Everybody, including myself, hated this guy. Like everyone hated this guy and his boring ass, slow style of music. But it proved to me that it doesn't really matter how shitty your band is. Um, if you have someone with the talent to write hit songs over and over and over again, that's truly worth more than anything else that, that goes around. And there isn't many people like a motherfucker like Peter Paul Cetera who is able to write nine million fucking hits. Um, I mean, even after Chicago was over, he wrote six top 40 singles. And I was like, what? What the fuck? Um, he won a Golden Globe. He won a fucking Golden what? Globe, this guy. Yeah. And it's it's he's one of those people where you're like, it's impossible uh, that that someone of a band this shitty is able to crank out hits it's not if you have a great songwriter and i'm not going to deny that he's a great songwriter to this that's the hardest part the hardest part is writing these hits um and a guy like this is proof positive to me that it really doesn't matter what kind of band you have because this band went through the 60s 70s 80s 90s still consistently being shitty and not up with the times like Let's face it, hard rock was big. Disco was big in the 70s. They didn't do that. They played a fucking weird fucking smooth jazz uh, style of music and were able to overcome it. In the 80s, you had fucking Def Leppard and and fucking glam rock. That was the shit. They didn't do that either. He, He just kept staying consistently shitty but having multiple hits. It does not matter what type of band you have out there. If you were a great songwriter, you can make anything fucking successful. 
um, fucking Bolton, Kenny G, all these guys. Like, Jesus Christ. So after watching this, I, I'm going to give it to Peter Paul Cetera. All right. Uh, definitely also going to give a shout out to to his parents for naming your kid Peter Paul Peter Paul, <laughs> which is how do you overcome that come as a on, child? Come on, little peepee. Yeah. So not, not only has it been, been overcoming making hits out of shitty music for all these years, he had to overcall, um, uh, overcome a name Peter Paul. Um, Jesus. So Peter Paul, congratulations for picking a pack of pickled peppers. <laughs> uh, Nailed it. Boom. Boom. Nailed it. So we'll see what happens this weekend, kids. Uh, hashtag release the memo. We'll see what happens with that. Um, we'll also see what happens with his, these weird, weird games on Sunday. Uh, for Jesse Wiseman, a.k.a. The Jables, I am Ross Patterson. This is The Revolution. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.